Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over seven years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews. And in just a couple moments, Mandy Kalara is going to be calling into the studio. And Mandy is the founder of several different concepts. So I'm going to be speaking uh, about all three of them, actually. Forever Brands, Crowd Franchise, and Forever Yogurt. What happened with this concept um, was about several months ago, I saw an article. It's entitled, A Thousand Bucks to Become an Owner of a Forever Yogurt. So I said, hmm, that certainly got my attention. Here's the first paragraph of the article. It's by Matt Present, and it was in the Sun-Times. And it starts off, Ever nurse the fantasies of walking into a bustling business in a hip neighborhood and skipping to the front of the line? And then when someone asks, hey, what do you think you're doing? You smile generously and say, it's okay. I own the place. Crowd Franchise will offer small stakes in ownership in exchange for corresponding investment from community members. So, for example, put in 2% of the cost of the franchise, and you get to call 2% of the store your own, along with 2% of the profits and 2% of its voting share. So the real message here is that it's a kind of opportunity to explore new ways to open, support, and finance new franchises. To me, it was certainly um, what stood out about this article is this whole, it was like a community approach, you know, and kind of like a way to almost like build community. Here in this part of um, uh, in eastern Pennsylvania, we've had a lot of new franchises just finally starting to move into a lot of like open spaces that have been there for years. And what that's actually done is it certainly brings tourists and community down to is what we call like Main Street in, in, in Easton. So I thought of this concept as also like a great way of just kind of like building community in your area. So Mandy's going to address all those questions for our listeners today. And um, we'll just play a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Who's helping build America one small business at a time? Franchise Inc., a free consulting service. For years, Franchise Inc., a national company, has been helping people franchise their business concept and help folks like you own a franchise. With over 2,500 franchise systems out there, it can be awfully confusing. Don't take chances with your future. At Franchise Inc., we've done the homework for you. We can help match your interests and background with the franchise that's right for you. And we only work with proven franchise systems with a solid reputation and track record of success. The consultants at Franchising can help you with your short and long-term wealth strategy. Give us a call today and we'll send you free our best-selling book, Solving the Puzzle of Owning a Franchise. Remember, it's not just owning a franchise, but finding the right one for you. Call us at 800-961-0420 for a quick consultation to discuss what's important to you, your business, and your future. The service is free. The book is free. What do you have to lose? Find the business that's right for you. Call Franchise, Inc. at 800-961-0420. That's Franchise, Inc. at 800-961-0420. Good. How are you? Good, good. I'm glad I finally got to connect with you. It's fantastic. Sorry, I'm finally yeah. happy. That's okay. That's okay. You know, I've, I've been... 
I read about you. I would say it was about six or seven months ago. I think it was in one of like the Sun Times or something like that, and we were, um, you know, reading about crowd franchise. And I guess that was the kind of like beginning of when things were happening. So, you know, maybe we could just jump right into that because I think a lot of our listeners are very interested in this whole concept. Sure. Crowd uh, franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. So crowd franchise, we actually um, um, launched it about uh, six months ago. We launched it at the end of December 2013. Okay. Um, com- completely new concept, and yeah. um, you know, there's there's really there's a lot of crowdfunding sites that have been created these last mm-hmm. few years. Um, yes. A lot of them donation based, um, and then there's uh, kind of reward based. Right. Um, you know, like Kickstarter, and, and now there uh, there actually is equity. Crowdfunding, which the Jobs Act, um, you know, finally allows, so. which seems to make sense, uh, right, Mandy? I mean, again, you know, it sounds like some of them, you know, were successful, some of them were kind of like unsuccessful. You know, what caught my eye um, in the article, I guess it was, again, I guess it was about six or seven months ago. It said a thousand bucks to become an owner of a Forever Yogurt. I said, wow, what a great. Uh, title for an article, you know, so it caught my attention. You know, I was just reading through the whole thing, and I said, "Wow, you know, this is it." I mean, this is this is fantastic. Can anyone who wants to own an operator franchise now have that ability to own one, Mandy? Yes. So we allow uh, right now. We're allowing anybody to actually raise capital um, mm-hmm. uh, for any concept, and it needs to be a franchise concept, or you need to be somebody that maybe runs a restaurant or, or a business that um, you want to convert into a franchise company. You can actually go on the right. website and, and create an offering for this as well. There's, um, uh, you know, there's right now there is uh, some restrictions as far as the people that can actually invest. Okay. Um, so I think we're on Title II of the Jobs Act right now, which right. which allows you to publicly solicit um, raising capital for pretty much anything uh, that you want right. to raise capital for, um, but you're at this point you're allowed to um, actually take investments from accredited investors, um, and we're waiting for Title III of the Jobs Act, which um, should have passed already, but it should pass sometime by the end of this year, which then opens up the system um, for anybody, uh, any income. You don't need to be an accredited investor to actually invest in somebody else's project. That's fantastic. What are the goals, Mandy, for like crowd franchise? I mean, like, where do you see, you know, if, if you're to look like three to five years down the road? Yeah, I think that um, for it to become something similar to, I mean, on the scale of Groupon. So, like, mm-hmm. where there are, mm-hmm. you know, these three three deals of the day in, um, right. you know, in Chicago, and, and you can invest in these three, and tomorrow, you know, maybe it's another different set of companies and it's being run simultaneously in multiple cities of the U.S., um, you know, and potentially internationally as well. Wow. What an amazing feeling. I was I was saying to my wife, Mandy, to be able to like, you know, go into, you know, like let's say a forever yogurt and say, I think one of the stories was saying go right to the front of the line and, and one of the customers saying, what are you doing? You know, say, well, I, I own this place, you know, or, you know, that, that, you know that's that's what this whole concept has done, hasn't it? Really, for for pretty much, you know, I mean, as you said, anyone can really get into it. I think there's a lot of people out there that would like to own a franchise or even part of a franchise, and 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 now it, it seems like that's that's possible, isn't it? it? It it definitely is. It gives people the opportunity to experience what it is to own a business, to be part mm-hmm. of a franchise system for for a lesser amount of capital, um, and enjoy some of the perks and benefits that that you would get, um, you know, if you owned your own business. 
And right. I think that's very important for the system. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you're going to solicit those <clears throat> those franchises too, aren't you, Mandy? I mean, again, if you own a Forever Yogurt, I mean, that's you know, that's another reason that you're also going to go into your own store, <laughs> you know, as opposed to somebody else. I mean, it does create that that sense of community, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's like the, you know, the people. Um, this is happening a lot with restaurants, with high-end mm-hmm. restaurants in in the city or in Chicago, and I'm sure it's happening in, in a lot of major cities where right. they'll get a group of people, twenty to thirty people, that come together, um, and they all actually bring their own, you know, uh, friends and family to to right. the opening and, and continue to support the store. So, well, there's there's other benefits of uh, you know besides just having an investment and uh, you know or investing in something. It's it actually can help pump up the revenue and the exposure for that new franchise that you're interested in opening. That's great. Um, what types of franchises are listed on the uh, the site already, Mandy? Um, so what we've what we've done actually is we put the Forever Yogurt um, that one we successfully funded in 66 days. We've just tuned up the system um, okay. a bit, and we're now launching with some. New national brands um, that we thought would be very interesting to the general public. There's going to be a Marriott um, hotel um, where wow. uh, the operator is trying to raise an additional three and a half million on a thirteen million dollar um, build out. Right. Um, there is a, um, a Johnny Rockets. The first franchisee mm-hmm. of Johnny Rockets is actually going to sell off a percentage of his um, Nashville store. Wow. Um, and uh and then the other is um the other that these are the ones that are most notable. There's a wet right. release which is kind of like a um alcohol slushy, usually in like tourist locations. Mm-hmm. Um we'll be raising capital for their um this is for a franchisee that's successfully operating a wet willies in uh in Atlantic City. They've got now an invite to open a second and third store um in Saint Louis, um and also in um in Lake Tahoe. So they're going to be raising capital on there as well to um, to try and help uh, with the capital to expand uh, and take part in their growth. So these are the most notable, but uh, there are there are many others actually that are queued up to, to launch on the site as well. That's fantastic. What if um what if I wanted to open up a franchise that wasn't listed, Mandy? How would that work? No, I mean you can do it really for any capital. There's a right. I mean I'm sorry for any franchise. There's actually a. Um, an, ex, an escrow account that's set up on the page so that, oh. you know, you go out and you first reach out to friends and family um, that might be interested in investing with you. Um, we simultaneously um, would look for local press in the city that you're interested in raising the capital to build that mm-hmm. concept. Right, right. Um, and then you would go um, to the franchisor with funds in hand, held in escrow, let them know that you have the capital to build out, you know, that franchise. And, uh, um and so there's really not an opt-in for the franchisor to be uh, for somebody to actually raise capital for whatever brand they're interested in. It's up to the franchisee or the potential franchisee to go on there and raise capital for what, what he's interested in doing. That's fantastic. Maybe we could jump a little to uh, Forever Yogurt because I know you're the founder of the company. Maybe we could talk a little bit about the history of Forever Yogurt, Mandy. Sure. Yeah, We um, Forever Yogurt, it's a self-serve frozen yogurt concept, mm-hmm. um, which has over 80 different frozen yogurt flavors, and, and we typically have over 50 different toppings um, that are being served at any one time. Oh. We've um, opened our first store in Chicago um, in an area called Wicker Park, mm-hmm. um, and that was in June of 2010. 
Um, we started franchising um, uh, in March of 2012, and at that point, I think we had four stores open. Um, and now we're um, we're expanding both nationally and internationally. We sold licenses for um, China, um, wow. India, and Panama. Uh, um, and the thing I think that we do most differently than any or than most other franchisors is we uh-huh. actually do very custom design to each one of the stores that we build that actually has a lot of custom elements based on the neighborhood or the city where oh, we open that store. Yeah. So it's That's interesting. A lot of franch yeah, a lot of franchises kind of um follow a, a general template box and you right. if you've seen one you've seen them all, but we really try and keep <laughs> some locality, you know, and, and uh um you know, just try and keep this something where the community feels like they have ownership of the store because it's named right. after the neighborhood. So. Exactly, it makes sense. What's your What's your favorite? I mean, you guys offer. You know, one of the things that stood out was you offer so many different flavors and varieties. I mean, it seems like you can get something different every single time you go into a Forever Yogurt. What's What's one of your favorites as as the founder of, of the company? You know, I, I it start it changes with me. Yeah. Like probably. Every few months, but um, <laughs> recently it's been taro, um, and taro was a flavor that we released about three or four months ago, and um, and that's kind of uh, it's, it's popular in Asian cultures, but it's um, it's a taro of root, um, right, right? And typically, yeah, it's like a purple purple colored frozen yogurt wow. uh, that we serve, and it's it's really good though. It's not too sweet, um, right? But, uh, but it's it's a new it's a new taste, and it's become my favorite. <laughs> Wow, that's fantastic. What um, what types of characteristics do you look for in your uh, franchisees for Forever Yogurt, being that you're the founder of, of the company, Mandy? Forever Yogurt, um, we're looking for business-minded people. So, uh-huh. so we're not so concerned with somebody that has ever run a restaurant or has any, you know, culinary experience. Right, um, right. It's really somebody that, that is organized, um, can keep their finances in order, um, can uh-huh. keep you know, employees, um, you know, hired, trained, and scheduled, um, but not actually doing, you know, a lot of the day-to-day business. It's not an owner-operated type business, and, and that allows somebody to actually continue to grow and, you know, open two, three, four units um, right. and, and become much more profitable as an operator. That's fantastic. I, You know, reading your background, studying your background, I, I said, wow, I said, you know, Mandy's a real entrepreneur what advice would you give to our listeners mandy we call them aspiring franchipreneurs it seems like most of them have it in their mind that you know they want to go into franchising but we find that most of them just simply don't know where to begin what would you say to them what advice would you give them well okay so i made a mistake um that i would never make again so we we actually you know before owning forever yogurt i had no Mm -hmm. experience in the franchise industry okay Mm -hmm. And um, I have a biochemistry background um, and Mm. thought that I could learn everything, you know, just by uh, attending trade shows and meeting the right people. But I should have used, and and I suggest that anybody that's looking into uh, getting involved in franchising, use a reputable, um, like, coach and consultant that can help you get all of the parts developed. So, like, you know, there's a franchise development um, agreement that you need to put together. There's operations manual. And there's a lot of pieces that have to come together, and it can become much more costly, you know, if you let your, if you allow yourself to make mistakes and have to redo them later. So, um, I'd say don't be afraid to get help. You know, it's, um, you know, it typically costs a hundred thousand dollars, I think, to get all the right. tools together um, to become a franchisor. 
And then from that point, you, you've got to be aggressive and you have to be creative um, and then branch out and meet some of the, the people in the industry like the brokers and the attorneys and right. um, get as many sources, you know, that you can to help you expand, you know, your business. So, um, yeah, I think that's great advice, you know, and it's been, it's been a theme on our show too, Ben, you know, over the years is, you know, because we do find or we've heard, you know, many stories of, of people trying to go at it alone, you know, and um, I don't know how that's possible. It's just, you know, there's just so much out there, you know, and it just seems um, a little complicated at times. So, like you said, to be able to speak to someone like a franchise broker who might be able to help you answer the right questions and, of course, consulting with a franchise attorney, you know, because, again, you know, and a franchise attorney specifically, um, you know, somebody who knows the franchise laws, of course, and accountants and things like that. I, I think that's great advice, you know, that you just gave our listeners. I think that is so important because, you know, we have heard of those stories of people just going at it alone, and it doesn't always turn out so great, you know. And um, it seems like the resources are out there for people, aren't aren't they? Yeah, I mean, definitely. This has been done before by thousands of companies. Right. And, um some things you don't need to recreate that wheel. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you do try and stay creative and come up with new opportunities and stuff. And I'm actually interested in, in um, you know, if somebody doesn't have, you know, the capital or or if they want to reach out, you know, reach out to anybody that's already been through this. I'm, you know, I'd, I'd be open to, to talking to anybody and helping them raise the capital through crowd franchise as well. Wow, that's um, great. You know, t- that that is that's that's fantastic because I really think it is it's 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 an amazing concept that and you know anytime I talk to someone about you know craft franchise they want to seem to know more about it you know it just seems to uh, be a hot button with people so I I, I think um, you know you're really fulfilling a need that's out there with a lot of like aspiring entrepreneurs or franchipreneurs what what are the plans for Forever Yogurt then while well, while I have you man the um, I mean where do you see Forever Yogurt maybe three to five years down the road. I think a lot of the growth that um, that we're looking for and where we see the opportunity is international. So we're looking to secure partnerships with um, existing operators um, of other brands um, mm-hmm. internationally that have experience and infrastructure in place already. Um, here in in uh, you know in in the U.S. we're you know we're going to continue to expand, but I think that um, we need to be careful um, mm-hmm. as far as uh, exploring new territories that may have. Um, strong competition already. So we've seen, and you're probably aware of it um, as well, is that there are a lot of different frozen yogurt operators sure. that are out there already. Absolutely. And it's very regional. I mean, there's, um, you know, yeah. here in Chicago, we are the leaders, and, and New York has a, a leading self-serve frozen yogurt company, and uh, it's the same in D.C. and in L.A. So, right. you know what, we've actually not probably brought up, but it's, um, you know, we've actually created a, a brand um, that could, move into um, similar spaces and, and uh, you know, it's called B&T. It's a bubble tea and, mm-hmm. uh, and bao concept. So Chinese, uh, these like Chinese sandwiches that we make in a wow. bunch of different varieties. And uh, we use the original infrastructure that maybe a frozen yogurt shop or a coffee shop, you know, or a sandwich shop or a right, smoothie right. shop. We leave everything the way it is, redecorate the store and put tea brewers and, and warmers for the baos. Uh, very inexpensive uh, build-out, and uh, and I know there's a lot of inventory out there, um, you know, from like saturation and sandwich shops, and even yogurt shops or coffee shops, and um, you know, that's something that I wanted to I wanted to introduce to you as well. Yeah, that's kind yeah of our maybe answer, we can talk to some about that too, because I know you know, well, actually, yeah, Forever Brands, you know, is you know, is interesting when I introduced 
um, or I did the introduction in the beginning. We were talking about, you know, I said Mandy Kalara, the founder of Forever Brands, Crowd Franchise, and Forever Yogurt. You know, so maybe you could talk a little bit about Forever Brands and how that's, you know, different or part of this whole thing. Yeah, um, so Forever Brands, uh, so obviously it was Forever Yogurt was the first franchise that we operated. Right. We've, we've learned these last couple of years that um, the market is becoming saturated for frozen yogurt and okay. also have learned that there is good infrastructure that's already been, been built um, and, and that can be reused, right? So right. Um, we tried to, to think of a, of a brand that would do well um, and target similar demographics to where somebody might have opened a yogurt shop or a coffee shop mm-hmm. and uh, and found that, you know, bubble tea is really trending um, a lot in California, um, definitely, and, and we're seeing it, you know, on the East Coast as well. Um, well, we're starting kind of where we started Forever Yogurt here, Central, uh, and there's not a lot of competition as far as, like, bubble right. tea brand. Um, we're going to be very conscious of, uh, uh, you know, of the cost of building out these stores, mm-hmm. so we're trying to pay around $100,000 for build-outs for, right. for B&T. Um, even keep some of the yogurt machines, if it was a if it was a former frozen yogurt um, store, uh, keep two or three of those machines, put Asian frozen yogurt flavors um, in them, like taro and lychee and mango, and um, and then allowing somebody a new opportunity, you know, with, with the, you know all of the infrastructure, plumbing, electric already done in that space, ceilings are already right. done. Um, and, and, Which and is that, important makes... too, isn't it, Mandy? I mean, because you know, a lot of our listeners, we found, you know, in, in doing these interviews, almost eight years now, you know, we've found that, you know, a lot of those things in the beginning are a little overwhelming. You know, we've heard of the stories of, you know, plumbing and electric and all that other stuff. Um, you know, so I, I think that's fantastic. Somebody's done it before, and you might as well, you know, um, use right. that infrastructure if it's there and, and target that for your next location. So, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. It, how do um, our listeners get more information, uh, you know, on all of these different, uh, you know, services that you provide, you know, whether it's Forever Brands, uh, Crowd Franchise, Forever Yogurt? Um, do you want to plug any of those websites? Yeah, I think that, um, well, the, the parent company, Forever Brands, um, it's at uh, www.forever-brands.com. Okay. And then, yeah, to reach out to me, probably the easiest email is my first name, Mandy, M-A-N-D-Y at foreveryogurt.com. Those are probably the best ways to to get in touch with us. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and again, it was a pleasure to, you know, have you on the show again. I've I've been following you now for quite some time now, you know. I remember seeing you on a couple, like, CNN clips, and, uh, uh, you know, I've seen the articles written about you over time. So, you know, for me, it's a pleasure to finally have you on the show. And, you know, I'd already like to invite you back next year, Mandy. No, I love it. I think this is I think this is a great concept and I think you're really on to something. So um I'm gonna continue watching. Okay, well thanks so much, Marty, and I appreciate being on the show as well. And uh, my pleasure, I'll Mandy. keep you up to date with we'll, things. Thanks so much. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Franchise Interviews. For over six years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show, where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And don't forget to listen to our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call 
call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, Don and I have been hosting Franchise Interviews, approaching that magic number 250. And during that time frame, you can imagine we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Last week, we did a Franchise Rewind with Tariq Fareed. And Tariq is the founder of the Edible Arrangements Franchise Opportunity. And if you're new to franchising or if you just started your franchise search, this will really put things in perspective as far as what makes a successful franchisee. So we're going to call this one the Franchise Secret do whatever this guy says, and I think you're going to enjoy this one. So, again, enjoy this edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Diversity, too, it sounds like of your franchisees, uh, Tarek, you know, in, in studying edible arrangements, you know, I mean, it sounds like it's been lawyers and accountants and just a, a nice mix, you know? A very nice mix to a, a point, uh, you know, uh, even to a point where it, it surprised us in the beginning. And uh, I remember when we started franchising in the beginning, I, I had no franchise experience. I mean, I was a retailer, and I was uh, making this, this product with my uh, brother and uh, delivering it. And you would have people coming up and saying, I want to buy a franchise. And, you know, Don could appreciate this because he's been here you know, for a while. Another, I remember talking to Michael Saeed and everyone. And, uh, it, you know, um, somebody would say, I'm a lawyer. I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. And so they go, wait a minute, you want to go from a lawyer and cutting fruit? Uh, you know, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> exactly. You know, and then we have some of these people in our system right now, and they're very, very successful business people. And I have the utmost admiration for them to – you know, where I looked, I kind of was hesitant, and I remember I always share a story with people that I had some people come in the beginning, and I, would, I was convincing them not to buy because I, I didn't think, I, I really didn't want them to fail. Right. And, and I thought they had good careers and things like that, but they turned out to be incredible franchisees where they own five, six, seven stores, so they do great. Yeah, this is a perfect example of uh, if you just follow the system, no matter what your background is, and usually uh, age might not have to do with it much either. Of course, the older you are, more experienced, maybe you have a little bit of uh, an advantage, but really, you, you just follow the system, you know, you train them in everything, a uh, very high chance of being successful. And, and th- that's really the secret. I mean, I have, uh, we, we do our discovery days, and I always try to share that with the, even the prospects, that so whatever system you go into, you know, there's a reason you're buying a franchise. And one of my most successful franchisees who was our third store, I walked into a store after about a year of convincing him how to do it. And he, you know, he always, you know, he was a, a successful businessman before that. And he always gave me a bit of a hard time. And then, you know, he kind of saw that we were going in a certain momentum and he started to follow. And he, he sat in front of his whole crew one day and said, okay, guys, from now on, whatever these guys say goes. <laughs> However they say it, we do it. We don't question it. And when they, you know, when their trainers come in or they come in, and he is our, the most successful franchisee in our system. He is single-handedly the most successful franchisee in our system. And, and all that is is that as he's duplicated, uh, you know, his uh, concept from one store to two to three to four, he followed that simple formula. And, you know, the burden was on us to make sure that we provide him the solutions, provide him the support, be it him, his managers, and from that he benefited. And And he's... You know, he may have one or two years of experience of running the stores. We had five or six by then. So uh, it, that's exactly what it has done, and it, it does work every time. Yeah, that's a great story, Tyre, because it's been a common theme on our show, Don, hasn't it? We've had right. a lot, some of the most successful franchisees to some pretty big systems, and they've all said the same thing, Tyre, because all they did was just follow the system. You know, they didn't change anything, and, and uh, became very successful, you know. So that's that's great to hear. 
And especially if it's working, if you if you're right. getting on board, board a system that is working, that is growing, you know, you know, what do they, what do they say? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, so absolutely. Why do anything? Just take advantage of it. And uh, I always use that analogy of you know with some of our franchisees to say I say you know, I hate to take it down to this level, but it is kind of a kindergartner slash sixth grader effect where I've been in this building six years, so I kind of know every corner and the nook and cranny, and I know how the principal, what he likes and what he doesn't like, you need to learn, so let me teach you. you know, so you're coming in, and, and then you see, and, and you see some incredible transformation. We, we have some incredible stories, and I'm sure every franchise system does. And, uh, and the success that we have, uh, you know, it has to do with these, you know, these great franchisees that we've had that have taken on and, and actually listened and, and applied some of the policies and procedures and technologies and other things that we created to make them successful. Right. Uh, I guess, Tarek, sometimes, you know, yourself or your staff, if you see a, a prospect maybe sometimes a little too entrepreneurial, uh, you know, I guess you, re you really have to, you know, speak to them to let them know that, you know, it might not be a fit, you know, with your company. We used to do, I, I remember uh, in the beginning doing that a lot to let people know um, that, you know, I love your passion, I love your energy and everything, but uh, you keep talking about your experiences and how you've done stuff. Uh, there may be a bit of a, a conflict there. We may always get into a bit of a tussle. So you have to look at this, that we have systems and standards and we've uh, um, experimented with these. We've actually uh, mastered them and we've proven them at multiple times. So you may want to turn around and try it a different way, but it's really not going to work. More, not necessarily only for yourself, but for the total success of the system, because there is consistency and everything, and we know what's going to work. So we have those conversations, but once you get to a certain uh, number, a certain mass in your system, uh, that comes up less and less. And I think there's a there's a, a class of prospects or franchisees or, or new owners that start coming to you after a while to say, look, I want to duplicate what you've done. How do I do it? And they don't want to turn around and start from scratch. And, I, and, and that was great when we started to get a lot of existing um, uh, franchise prospects, meaning they, had other, they were in other systems. And when they came into our system, they found success very, very quickly because they had gone through those processes and we gave them some tools that they did not have before. And they saw some benefits that they had not seen before or had already gone through the process where we didn't really need to explain, um, and, and, you know, and they turned their stores around very, very quickly. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Franchise Interviews.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.